speaking of like tastes and flavors <laughs> and just the wave of the future, you are skillfully riding that segue. <laughs> I can't fall down. That's nope. what they're built not to do. <laughs> I'm not going to fall on your face this time. <laughs> this is like resilient to open. Well, all of this is to say, after we said Razzles approximately one billion times yeah. while recording the oh, a, 13 Going on 30 episode. Just an oh, there. is there? <laughs> we're going to taste some Razzles because they still make them. Why is that? Why are some of them brown? Can I see? Purple? Yeah, it's supposed to be purple. Maybe it's just the way it's lit inside the bag. I, I think. I think it is purple. It just looks. It's like a a blob purple, so but it's one? purple. I, I guess there are ostensibly different flavors, which I didn't really know. Yeah. Labeling them I'm going on for, the front too. I'm going for yellow, which I had no idea at the time. I guess yellow is just lemon. Yeah, lemon. I'm trying to get a blue here. Blues. Because it's glittery. Yeah. Here you go. Horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> Awful. Oh, I do not like this. And the gum is so bad too, right? I it's like do not like it's this. not a good candy. It's not a good gum. So like you're left with none of the above. It's like eating its thumbs or something. Yeah. Yes. It is. Yeah, that's that's a yes. great that's a great description. <laughs> Watch this, the podcast where three chums watch a bad, not very good movie that sometimes they kind of like but often don't like, talk about what they liked, what they didn't like, and how they would fix it all while enjoying a theme cocktail. I am Brendan Drischler. I'm Chris Ravel. And I'm Lee Delahanty. And for this episode, we're doing a mini episode. That's right. We're not talking really about a movie and how we would fix it. We're doing some, uh, you know, tidy personal work, getting things cleaned up and ready for the next episode, and then having uh, a discussion that's kind of related to the uh, ethos I put forward in the beginning there. Before we go into all of that, as said, the customary thing to do with these sort of mini episodes is to say what movie we'll be doing next. Lee, would you be so good as to tell us what movie we'll be doing in our next episode? Yes, we will be doing Beautiful Creatures from 2013. Oh, how uh, beautiful. Directed by Richard... Uh, I don't actually know how to say his surname. Like, like, he's definitely... A, he's like a director I know, but I have no idea yes. how to say his name. It is a name that is easier to read than to L- say. Yeah, La Graviness, maybe. I'll try and find it. Yeah. Uh, yep, films are starring all people that I probably will fuck up their names. Yep. Alden Ehrenreich, yeah. Alice Englert, Jeremy Irons, Viola Davis, yep. Emma Rossum, yep. Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson, Emmy, Emmy Rossum, Emmy Rossum and Emma Thompson, and Thomas Mann. <laughs> now that Thomas. Now there's a good cast. Yep, that's a quality cast. Cast of people full of just, uh, just, just names yeah. trotting out their best southern actors. Trotting out there, I, I I declare for that episode, perhaps we should all trot out our best southern, southern accents for the whole time. Who, the only, who will win the Jeremy Irons Award for most scenery chewed? I just want to throw in the the, the very fun detail. I think we mentioned this a few episodes back in like another discussion. But young Alice Englert is uh, Jane Campion's daughter. That's yes. right. That's right. That is true. And it's just a fun fact to imagine <laughs> weird art house feminist auteur, auteur giving birth yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> whose, to whose daughter is going to go on to star in, in a white garbage. Yeah. garbage novel where women have no agency over their own morality. Yes. Right. Which is a lovely, a lovely concept. And of course... As is our want, we will have a theme cocktail to enjoy while we watch Beautiful Creatures. 
called a Lightcaster Cooler. It is made of whiskey, three peaches, a lemon, some sprigs of thyme, half a cup of lemon juice, half a cup of maple syrup, and three cups of water. And there is a process to this. What you're going to want to do is peel and slice those peaches and zest that lemon. You add the peach slices, the lemon zest, the thyme, the maple syrup, and half a cup of water to your blender. Blend it up until it's smooth. Strain it through a sieve and add lemon juice and remaining water to the strained mixture. Pour that into glasses over ice and top with some whiskey. Give it a little stir to mix it up and then cool yourself down by us sitting on the front porch <laughs> of your southern mansions. Well, sitting you're... on the veranda. Yeah, I do declare it's ever so hot today. It's 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 fun that we're going to be able to do, it's going to be a very hot southern movie, but it's also about witches. We're bringing in something a little spooky. Too. It is. So anyway, we will be doing that uh, next week as part of our continuing uh, summer of YA, Sweet Sour Summer of YA Angst. <laughs> Uh, going off of that, what we decided to do for this episode is because so let's 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 go back a little bit here. Mm-hmm. What prompted off our entire summer, <laughs> more or less, were two lists that I had found on Letterboxd. Um, they are meant to launch a franchise, destroyed it instead by Charming Potato. And all the times Hollywood made film adaptations of the first installment of a beloved young adult book series, except the film was so poorly received that they gave up on adapting the rest of the books, despite foreshadowing cliffhangers in the first film by Shrish. Now, these are two interesting lists, and I think um, more interesting for me is the uh, adaptation one. But I always love the idea, especially for this sort of podcast, of watching a movie that was meant to launch a franchise. And they're, like, so fucking convinced going into it that, like, yeah, we're going to get movies out of this. Like, we don't have to explain everyone's backstory. We don't have to make people interesting. We don't have to explain why this actor's in here, because we'll get to it in the next movie. And then it comes out, falls like a stone, and we never find these things out. Well, because they're always, like... It's going to be in the Twilight mold. It's going right. to be in the well, Harry yeah. Potter mold. I guess right. like, what's also worth adding is that most of these, 99% of them are young adults. Yes, a lot. Of, right. And I, for, for a lot of things like this also, you get it, especially with adaptations, where it's like, well, of course this will be a franchise because there are three books in the series. So like, we'll have to make movies of every single right. one of the books, won't we? And then no one sees the first one. Or you have like the divergent issue where people do see the first one, significantly less people see the other ones until the point that they don't make part two of the last book and are like, maybe we'll make a TV series. Oh, wait, where are you all going? Right. Come back. I've, divergent. 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 Okay. I've seen... I've seen the first movie and I've seen like half of the second. I've never seen any of them. I mean, they're utter garbage, but it is surprising how many like big names they get to I'm sure, again, like at the time. It turns out to be the big bathroom most of it. Right, I mean, like again, at the time you're coming off Harry Potter, you're coming off Hunger Games, like so it's a lot of like, you can attract a lot of like big name talent by being like, yeah, this is going to be the next Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. There's going to be like four of them and they'll make a lot of money and everyone will see them. It'll be a big boost for you, a big deal for everyone. Big payday, it doesn't happen. But anyway, so predominantly, uh, Lee, you and I were kind of going through the YA yeah. one. Well, we had so like we we won't say what it is per se, but we had a movie slated for this month. Yes, and, uh, it was decided like it was it was like not the vibe we wanted. Right, mm-hmm. and you put forward this list, and mm-hmm. it's like maybe there's something here. And I kind of like was looking. I think I was just in between shows or something. And I yeah. was like. This is like a sort of delightful gift basket of like I'll just dive in. It really <laughs> is. Like what? Which because I had never heard of some of these. Yeah. And some of the like beautiful creatures I wanted to see. Uh, ditto. So I was like, all right, well, I I could do this. So just I, out of curiosity, what was the attractor for beautiful creatures for the two of you? Um, I don't know. Like it's when I saw like the trailer. Curious. Yeah, I think I saw the trailer too. The trailer was kind of compelling. Yeah. Like Jeremy Irons and like a weird southern accent. Right. And also Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson shows up in it. Like and Emma Thompson, like usually isn't in this sort of thing unless it's 
right. like something kind of good, you know? Yeah, and and the the posters, not the like the, the movie doesn't have it so much, but there is the definitely like a southern gothic. Aesthetic, yeah, right? I remember but that like from the, the, cool. the look of the poster. Yeah, 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 like yeah. these like big houses, and right? Like lots of like vines and ivy, vines, yeah, right? Yeah, right, yeah. like you know all yeah, yeah, all of like the southern gothic tropes of like overgrown, lush um, greenery. Right. You know, like that's a huge thing because it represents sexuality. Yeah, I and when I remember the watching the trailer, I had no idea what it was about. I was like, yeah. Hopefully there's some weird shit. Right. It was. It was. I, I was like, okay, it's why supernatural, but I don't really know yeah. what it is. Interesting. I was just curious. Yeah. yeah, but no. I, but in any case, uh, yeah. So I, I, I was like, fuck it. I'll just like have a go at diving into some of these. Yeah. And I just started reading the the like letterboxed like blog lines of these movies. I just picked a few to watch. Yeah. So. This list truly is like it's just it's just a great like Whitman sampler of like yeah, movies yeah. Like, where it's like you can go through and like pick out the ones that seem especially interesting to you and go from there. Yeah, pick your flavor of garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I was not able to watch these unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I did think while I was waiting for well, you saw one of them because we're going to do three yeah. we're going to talk about three I've seen one of them but then I also thought of another uh, YA adaptation I don't think it was meant to start a franchise because there's really no more to adapt but I thought of another YA book that has a really atrocious uh, movie adaptation so perhaps which is that can come up oh um just go and say it it's okay did either of you guys see the Giver adaptation oh I did um, I was thinking because it, it was on the it is on the list because oh, yeah. okay. um, there are I, sequels to the Giver I thought about watching it because it, like I remember as an as a, I'm afraid, I have vivid memories of reading The Giver and thinking that it was like I think we talked about in this. the woods right yeah. like that's what that was it kind of is right well I mean like we thought that the like book was explicitly like a futuristic city right well in the, the movie, movie is like oh, they're also like let's do drones right I know too. that the movie is like really leaning into the sort of Hunger Games style like fascist right. government sort of, but in the book I agree with you yeah. my image in my head was like a commune right. in the woods of like yeah. people living in like very basic homes and then when you but see the trailer there are helicopters in the book as well there are. I do remember that. And, like, yeah. we're, like, aircraft, at least, because yeah. they talk about that. Right. And, and there is, like, obviously world. technology in the book. It's right. not, like, a the village scenario. But they don't, but the book never gives you the vibe of, like, a like, metropolis. Right. I think that they, like, shun technology. That, that was my recollection, too. I yeah. don't know if I'm making or, that up. Yeah. Well, because they use bikes instead of cars, yeah. if I remember correctly. But in any um, case, the, the sequel to the books is, like, basically, like, there's other villages with right. other crazy weird rules. There's nothing to do really with these. Right, it's one of those weird things too where it's like, I never did either, I just am familiar with them. Yeah. It's one of those weird things too where it's like, if The Giver had come out and have been a huge deal, like, what do you do for the sequels? Do you adapt these books that have very little relation to the first book? Do you try and make a direct sequel to it? Which you just kind of decide what we're doing is like almost like an anthology series of movies where they're like thematically connected and that like, you could say that The Giver is a lot about like, memory and the information we allow communities to know and pass around so I have to assume the next book is about a different village with a different central theme they're poking at or you could just watch Pleasant almost like I've Chuck um yeah well the others are not necessarily like as dystopic if I remember correctly Mm -hmm. but it is like there's it seems to paint a general picture of a world that is like disparate Isolated community right. that all operate under the road. That was my impression that I had gotten. But then, anyways, yeah, like I remember looking. I, I didn't eventually. I wasn't curious enough because I didn't really like the giver. That yeah, much. like I liked it fine, but like I have no desire to yeah. see like a maligned adaptation of yeah. it. You know, and boy, is it maligned! And yeah. they malign Jeff Bridges and Meryl Streep, who right. brought in because both of their leads are were relative unknowns. Yeah, I mean, um, Jeff Bridges was probably a solid choice for the. Right, I mean, the oh, understanding is that like Jeff Bridges just had been wanting to do this movie for like a long time. 
time. So shocked. The thing yeah. is, though, I think he would have really like glowed in an adaptation that was closer to what the book was giving us. I agree. I think the reason why the Giver movie looks that way is the yeah. divergent Hunger Games of it all. Yeah, and, yeah. Anyway, so there were three in particular that we had sort of glommed onto here. Three that we had kind of talked about maybe doing as a full episode, and then for whatever reason decided. I don't think we ever talked about doing Fallen as an episode. That's true. I think <laughs> that's true. So okay, so there were three I movies. To talk, I want like not. Right. I think I mentioned saying we might need to do a mini about the other movies because I just need to say some stuff about Fallen. Right. I desperately need to. Watch but and so there's <laughs> right. There's a few. So it's like almost three different flavors of movies covering this mini. One is one that we think is like mostly pretty good mm-hmm. but like doesn't quite still work entirely but not a movie that I think like works badly enough that I feel the need to like dissect it pull it apart and say how it could be done better the other one is a movie that was just kind of like a YA jumbled mess like like all of, like all the sort of traits that you expect from this sort of thing uh, done very cheaply and very badly right and the third one is a movie that I simply could not get through I, just, I, got, <laughs> I didn't get to the point I, I didn't start to watch it a bit today, but I didn't. Um, in that last you movie, you've seen it. Yeah. Well, let's start. One yeah. seen. Let's start with the last one, and let's start with Vampire Academy. Yeah, no, which I, is... I only got five minutes in. So yeah. I thought that like they just met, they were in a car with Dimitri, who looks like Baby Jack Black, by the way. He does look like oh Baby Jack. Oh my god, Black. I never thought yeah. about that. He looks yeah. like Baby Jack Black. It's a very interesting choice which for like is... your hunky male. Yeah, it's not like well, when you tell me that there's going to be like a hot Russian guy named Dimitri. I'm like, don't you meet Baby Jack? Black. Right, it is a strange choice. Like in the books, he is like hubba hubba, like and he's like and again not to knock Jack Black whom I liked again is in the holiday a, and he's like not an attractive man not but like all. here it's just sort of like this is not what I picture when you say like you said a guy like a hot guy named Dimitri who's like this like strong silent type well yeah. and I think like I don't when we're saying hunk we don't even mean how any of the three of us would even necessarily describe a hunk it's hunk within the context of a YA novel right so I think with that comes I'm the idea of like, like, muscles the what, and what's the weebs call a bichonette right <laughs> a beautiful face yes yeah like, like yeah I mean, if, I mean even if you like take this guy and stack him next to like the love interests of any other YA mm-hmm. movie like this guy is clearly like on one end of the spectrum, <laughs> and they're like, all on the other end. Say what you will about anything in Fallout, which you can say a lot of things about right. Fallout, but at least they Cute nailed boys. the aesthetics of the main character. Yeah, I agree. Boys. So, boys. so yeah. Vampire Academy, I, I tried to watch it twice. Mm-hmm. I watched the first time, I got about 10 minutes in, I messaged all of you, and like, guys, I'm 100% <laughs> not feeling this. I cannot continue this movie. And then today, because I knew we'd be talking about it, I was like, okay... I'm going to try and watch it. I got about 10 minutes further and I was like, no, this is <laughs> flaming trash. So, I can't get through it. And like, I relish a bad movie. There are so many, I mean, I've watched boring bad movies and I've still been like, this is boring. I don't care for it, but like, I'll watch it and see what happens. This was just like, I so aggressively don't care about any of you. So as someone, I've read all of the books of the Vampire Academy series. Uh, I thought only I'd read like three of them, but I actually like, looked back and I was like, oh no, we read that one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't know why. I, I just gave Chris a look. <laughs> you said that off of the look I gave him. But you know what? I, I can't like just throw that many stones because I've learned some shit in my life. So the whole concept, it's interesting because none, none of the books actually really have that much plot. It's just a lot of like setting up the setting and world building and then expanding on that. So like, if you need a character, you're not needing them because they're interesting and compelling on their own. You're needing them because they're like introducing you to another cool concept in this world. But as a result, no one is anything and nothing is anything. So it, it is just this like soup 
of like recognizable pieces and references and stuff. I, again, I don't know why I stuck with it in the books because it's like, it's even worse in the So the, the basic plot, I guess, if you could call it that, is there's the main character whose name I forget, um, who is a dampier. Rose? A yes. Yeah, Rose. A vampire who kills other vampires. And her kind, there's a lot of rules in this world. So her kind are made to serve the pure blood vampires, like the aristocratic vampires. And so she's been sworn to this, like, vampire princess who's, like, her best friend. Lissa. Lissa. And um, they also try to be, like, and also vampires have elemental magic. So there's a little bit of, like, a weird uh, Last Airbender avatar angle here because, um, like, are you going to be an ice vampire? Are you a fire vampire? Do you throw lightning? It gets very yeah. silly. Um, so there's usually, like... Someone did a bad thing, but no one knows who did it. And Rose and all of her pals are going to figure it out, all while dealing with teen angst. And um, I don't remember great deals of the book, but in the second book, it's they're like, what if we did this all, but at a ski resort instead? Um, the movie itself, uh, I can't really tell you what plot it's following, but there's definitely scenes. Um, so yeah, we, I didn't get to the point where like a plot think, had really <laughs> I think the main reason that I, I, I never got to that one, and then you said it was so bad that I immediately shoved it off my yeah. <laughs> on my list, but I looked at it because it, it felt like the the opposite of what you usually see in like sort of homoerotic like boy yes. novels because it was like you're presenting with like there's the there a female lead who's like solely devoted to protecting her female best friend and I was like well this is like some gay shit right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like this is some classic gay shit so I was like interested I was like oh is this gonna be an ass you, you quickly shot me down I was like it seems like it could be like a separate piece kind of a thing where it's like I wish that's sort of like because usually when you get two girls it instantly gets gross and sexy right and yeah. instead of like being sort of cute and homoerotic well in this case I believe if it means anything for you, the writer is female. And I think there was very much a thing of like, they're just really good friends because the one of the entire driving forces of the book series, as they tr- attempt to recreate the movie, is this like forbidden attraction between Rose and Dimitri. Yeah. And it's forbidden because Dimitri's her like dump here, like teacher or mentor, basically. So there's always like, gonna be a reason why it's forbidden. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's the stupidest. I agree. Part it truly is. I agree. It truly is. If it, was, if it was like between a vampire and her, then like yes, they're yeah. like oh you're yeah. not allowed to like bang vampires. But it's like what the fuck? And then there's a really incredibly stupid sequence that happens later in the movie, in which <laughs> there's like a whole thing with like there's an enchanted necklace that will like make you do sexy things, and. Um, the main villain basically, like, puts it on Rose so that she'll, like, disastrously try to seduce Dimitri. So... And you're like, how embarrassing! But a connection is formed. The thing that I wanted to say, the thing that made me stop watching this the first time, <laughs> like, I had gone through a shitty action sequence in the beginning, the two characters get dragged back to vampire school where they run away from, like, fine, fine, whatever, like, I don't care, but fine. And then... They're sitting in there being yelled at by the headmaster, mm-hmm. headmistress, I guess, of the school. Julie Richardson. No. No? No, her name is Olga Kurilenko. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't know if Julie Richardson's... Oh, yeah, there's, she she's is. Queen Tatiana. She's Lisa's mother. Ivashkov. Anyway, so they're, and then Gabriel Byrne walks in, and Gabriel Byrne is made up to look, like, really pale and haggard. He's the villain. Shocking. And then, so as soon as he comes in, like, the two girls are sitting there. And he's, is he, like, one of their dads or something, right? Related to them. Okay, yeah. Like an uncle or something. Right. And, like, the two girls are sitting there, and, like, one girl hugs him, and the other one looks at him and says something like, 
you look terrible. And he's like, yes, my vampire syndrome has gotten worse. <laughs> or, like, it's not vampire, it's like some other last name, but it's like basically that. I remember thinking, like, this is the shittiest way you can possibly do, like, if she had, if he had, like, if he had gone off a look of her, she had, like, given looked like, oh my god, like, he looks so much worse. And he was like, he's like, uh, like, I'm, I'm not feeling too well. And if she'd be like, no, 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 you look great. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. But instead she's like, you look sick. And he's like, yes, I have a disease, as you know, and it's getting much worse. And I was like, this is fucking garbage. Like, whoever wrote this should be slapped. Yeah. I can't defend it, although the only thing I will say, even slightly to this movie's credit, uh, Zoe Doyich in the lead role as Rose, she tries her goddamn hardest to make She was fine. I had as, no... As close to good as humanly yeah. possible. Uh, she has a bit of a knack for showing up in uh, absolute sunken ship YA disasters, so, like, she's also in um, fucking Beautiful Creatures with a blonde wig and a whole... Oh, she's the... She's the crazy Christian crazy chick. Christian lady, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I didn't realize where I recognized her from, but she's also from Set It Off, the Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. She sure Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really great, then. Yeah. I love that yeah. movie. Well, love, but, you know. I think it's this is the other thing that I find weirdly interesting, and then I will stop talking about Vampire Academy because there's nothing to say about <laughs> Vampire Academy. So it's directed by Mark Waters, who directed Mean Girls. And I think if you looked at this poster, you, you would think... Mean Girls. You just yeah. it's a comedy, is right. what I'm saying. Like, you'd look at this and be like, oh, this is sort of like a tongue-in-cheek movie about, like, sexy vampire girls at school, and, like, it'll be funny. Well, isn't it, isn't it also, it would make you think of that Amy Heckerling movie. Yes. Vamps. Yes. Yeah. Which is a... Which is that. Right. Of that. Right. And yeah. It's actually, it's not, like, amazing, but it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Right. And so the thing that I find also, so when I saw, like, the cover art for the book series, it's very much from the Twilight mold of, like, you know, like, vine creeping up a wall and, like, it's nighttime. Right. Like, yeah. And it's sexy and seductive. And so I was just shocked to see, like, how these books were presented as a book versus how this is presented as a movie. Because, like, if you look at this, nothing about this looks like sexy YA right. romance, and that's why even when I was saying it, the movie to me felt like it was started off as a YA book. Someone took the script, the book, and was like, "This book sucks. I want to make it a comedy." Turned it into a comedy. Someone else from the studio was like, "No, no, no. This has to appeal to like teen girls. Try and fix this very, very quickly." And someone was like, uh, "I only have time to like fix ten pages, but okay, <laughs> did it." And then like the director got a hold of it and was like, "So this should be shot and like directed as though it were a comedy, right?" The studio was like, "I don't know." Like, every frame of it, it looks so, yeah. like, Disney Channel original movie in the way it's shot I and think lit. if it was a comedy, it would make a lot more sense. It probably would. I probably would have finished watching it if it were an actual comedy. Like, mm-hmm. and God knows there's enough, like, vampire media out there to parody, you know? Well, Chris, did you have anything else to say? About no, no. Because I, I am done. We've, I think we've said more than this movie. Yeah, I'm putting a lid on Vampire Academy. <laughs> never want to think about it ever again. So, moving on to, I think, the next one, which should be Fallen. Okay. So, Lee, you you, um, you, you saw Fallen, right? Yeah, you I, both I saw have Fallen. a lot of demons exercising. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's... Yeah. What, a, what an interesting so, word to you. Fallen, 2016, directed by Scott Hicks. Um, you've... You've never heard of this movie before, right? No, I, that's why I went. To, I, I looked at it and I was like, I, I saw it was about angels, and I was like, that's a weird its direction. They weren't. Yeah. that wasn't like unrepresented within YA, but it wasn't one of the big ones. Well, it had big ones, and, right? And, but I get it though, from the sense of like, well, we've done vampires, yeah. we've done werewolves. What else is but left? It's kind of like boy. sexy and but, supernatural. Yeah, angels. but it's like angels aren't like uh, like there's a danger element. I think to most of these, and I'm like, right. angels. Angels are good. Like, yeah. Well, and almost to the point of like, I'm not threatened by you. And in fact, I feel safe for MG and don't think you'll try it. <laughs> right. I mean, like, that's kind of a thing, too, is that you think sort of with these that there's an element of, like, bad boyism to the love interest. Right. And if it's an angel, like, obviously, like, there's only so far you can go Would with that. Would it be easier to make the angel a bad boy if it was, like, a First Testament angel where it's just, like, a wheel? <laughs> <laughs> a, sexy, a sexy wheel <laughs> covered a sexy in a hundred eyes. eyes. <laughs> 
Yeah, that would be hot. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that was like, all right, I got it. It seems like the it seems like the the guy like my flavor of trash. Mm-hmm. I was like, I see. And it looks like the the letterbox for looks like it's hot. It's like upsetting. Like yeah, I mean this like right. Oh my god, down to the the. I mean, I'm sure they did that because yeah, yeah. every letter is right. falling. But you've got, like, <laughs> you've got, a, like, a pale, wan, like, vacant-faced girl in the middle. Mm-hmm. You've got, like, a sexy brooding boy with dark hair. You've got a sexy brooding boy with light hair, like, <laughs> contrasting on either side of her. And so, also, this is definitely, like, it's from a book series. Right. Um, I, I, there's, like, a lot. I think there's, like, six books. And, like, I, wow. I went to the... Okay, let me get into the movie first. I, I'll, I'll explain why I had to go to the Goodreads pages because I was like, does this does this get explained? Does this make any more sense if, it, <laughs> if there's more information in the book? So the movie is like, I guess it's like not that long, right? But it is like the same ninety minutes of like right ninety one minutes. minutes we'll call it is it, the loosest tight ninety I've ever seen. Eighty wow. minutes yeah. of absolutely no information is yeah. to you whatsoever. <laughs> no one says anything. You're watching this movie from the perspective of the female lead, and she knows fuck all about right. what is happening around her at all times. And in the last ten minutes, they just dump rapid fire. The most the, a series of jargon and like terms and like half explains but, like but that's how mysteries are constructed. Things. Yeah, right? and then literally the female, the male lead is like, and now we have to go. We have no time to talk yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And then the just ends. Right. So the the basic plot is this: this girl has she's some sort of like psychosis, maybe that's what they think is wrong with her. But right. what we see is that she kissed a boy, and the cabin that she was in lit on fire. Right, and the boy lit on fire. And the boy died from in the fire. fire. He didn't lit on fire. He was just crying. Right. Yeah, no, and she got away. He yeah. didn't, and she has like guilt about. And this. so she like is being sent to this like school for troubled teens, except also some normal teens are there, and they don't ever explain uh, how. Yeah, and, and this is also sense. Where is this supposed to take place? Do you remember? Like Maine or something, maybe. Or, but like or very clearly, Savannah, Georgia. Okay, but very according to Wikipedia, right? But very clearly, yeah. Eastern Europe. <laughs> like, it's hundred percent like, like a castle, and it's one of those things like I was talking about. Um, like what's it called? Like the Ninth Configuration, where they have to bend over backwards. To explain why there's a castle in like California, you're like uh, a wealthy man had this shipped over brick by brick from Europe. But here it's like, why is there a castle in Savannah? Like, yeah, I don't know, don't <laughs> question it. But it's Savannah, yeah. But it, it's this like school for troubled teens, and like she's there the, the, in the first like ten minutes. I think she has a meeting with like the school psychiatrist. Like, right, just like, hey, do you want to like maybe take your bed? And she's like, no, I don't feel like I'm me in my bed. That's right. Like, what a great that, right, that was, right out of the gate. That was in the trailer. That was the first scene yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. I remember watching that and I howled just because oh my god that's also just such a funny route one way to get that across yeah. of like I think you should take your medicine no. I'd rather me <laughs> yes. yeah it's as we know horrendous. medicine is bad don't medicine take it medicine is bad Says, and look listen don't take pills that make your mental health more stable right you'll Says lose yourself who has hallucinations and then forces go on fire yeah <laughs> So this is I probably need that. She says that this has happened to her twice. She calls them her shadows. They're hallucinations. She she is terrified of them. She knows so that when they when they occur, she's like, oh no, bad things going to happen because bad things happen around me, I guess. And so she's at the school with the psychologist, and like literally nothing else happens. She meets like these two hot boys on her first right. day. One of them is like the bad boy who's always getting arrested. One of them is just a moody art art kid who's like drawing pictures and stares at her for like twenty seconds longer than anyone really should be staring at you for any of time. But the guy, the moody art boy, refuses to speak to her, even though she's strangely drawn to him. <laughs> <laughs> 
That just makes them all the hotter. She can't explain it. Explain why. Yeah, and he's like, it turns out he's drawing all these pictures of her in like different outfits, and then periodically she'll have like a weird flashback of like uh, she's like fencing in class with them one day, and she flashes back to like Renaissance France or some shit, and they're <laughs> the two of them are sorting, sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Wait, so this is all? Oh, I think so. It's angels and reincarnation. Yes, he is okay. So. <laughs> And there's also a teacher, and there's, oh, by the way, also, like, a crew of kids around who are also clearly in this, like, whatever weird clique is happening. Right. We know it's angels, right? We know it right. is, because that's what the movie has promised us. Right. There's, like, we other a trailer. Here's, here's an assumption I make with angels, though. I assume Christian monotheistic god. I don't assume reincarnation. They are, they are immortal. They're the same. Okay. They've been, this guy's been around since the Renaissance. Got it. She is being reincarnated. He has fallen, he, like, he's fallen over, he's the like, same guy. a thousand years ago, yeah. and she keeps dying, like, at a young age, like, 16 right. or some shit, and, like, he'll just, like, continually find her and fall off with her every time. Right. But he's the same, he's been the same person the right. whole time. He's lived one life. I see how that's a romantic idea. So, okay, the base premise, which they also explain to you in a really crappy expositional thing, in, like, in the form of a religious lesson... Which is incredibly stupid and also wrong, and in no ways in any apocrypha whatsoever. Is that like when Satan rebelled, uh, God made the angels choose to either go with Lucifer, it'd be bad, or stay with him, it'd be good. And this one angel was like, I don't want to choose, I just want to love a woman, so I'm gonna do that. And like, God banished him and all of the people that followed him to earth forever uh, until they chose a side. And so, like, the idea is that this angel, the main character, I can't even remember his name, is not allowed to, like, all, him and all of his crew are... Is that st- Daniel? Yes, Daniel. Yeah. Are stuck on Earth until Daniel, not everyone else. Right, just him. Daniel chooses where they're all going to go. But he's like, no, I'm not going to. I don't. So, like, he's, for some reason, God is like, all of you guys are being punished for this one guy's right. choice. And so everyone's waiting for Daniel to pick a side in this war. I wonder which, I wonder which side he ends up picking. Um, I don't know. I can tell you. Yep, because the movie doesn't go into that. So one of my favorite things that happens in this, like, last info dump ten minutes, right? So also the other the other boy is Cam, and he is also a fallen angel, but there's implications. Again, we don't know. Daniel keeps saying, like, Daniel keeps saying, like, oh, Cam is, like, on the wrong side of the tracks. Or, like, is <laughs> sided with Lucifer? Except we're, we're, apparently that's not possible. I don't know. Hey, well, because... It would have to be his leader who makes that. Choice. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Presumably they can feel however they want, but you're yeah. not allowed to go to hell or whatever or heaven until Daniel makes up his fucking mind. But there's implications that maybe Cam is on Lucifer's side. We don't know. Uh, but Cam claims to just be in love with this woman as well. I guess. Um, and then by the end, uh, there's like a bit where the halfway through she she's like looking for answers and the shadows appear again and burn the library down. Yep. <laughs> and it's unclear why that happens and then later on like there's some sort of final confrontation that turns out that what you thought might have been Cam fucking with you was the religion teacher the, the, the lone professor whom we've encountered the lone basically. professor who was who just threw- lighting things on fire I don't know. Well, she's evil, I don't know right? what she did. She's evil, but I don't know how that fire happened. They don't explain really how that fire happened. I don't remember, happened. to be honest. They, 
she she like kills or tries to kill the main character's best friend. Right. And she thinks she does kill, which was the one thing that was kind no, of shocking. No, she's not dead. Oh, the friend who like got her throat slit or whatever. I don't think she's dead. Uh, I thought she was dead. I don't. In I don't think they said they'll take care of her. I don't think that. I oh, think if the sequel had happened, she would oh, not okay. have been dead. Interesting. I'm not positive on that, but I thought I looked that up. That'd be interesting if you. But you seemingly she seemingly right. does. Uh, they're angels, so I presume they've got something. But they aren't all angels, right? I thought, like, some of them are, like, mortal or something. Only, so, like, all of the people that are in Nate Daniels, like, crew. So there's, like, the girl with the hat on all the time. Right. And the, the spooky goth chick that's right. part of the cam. And the the black party kid with the right. dreads is also an angel. And there's another angel. There's a uh, hot lady angel that's sort of Daniels-like like side moss yeah yeah <laughs> those are all angels I, so there's like maybe like five total angels but then the rest of the students are just normal right um but yeah like i don't know i, for, I even forget what her plan was she was hoping to like force daniel's hand right she wants to make side. him choose yeah so she was trying to i guess kill kill her character. so that he could like be forced which is also because like maybe she explains it, i don't remember but like he's, he's already not chosen like her. 800 times yeah. previously so like why would this be the one time that makes him finally commit wouldn't he just yeah. be like well i guess i'll see her in the next ring right exactly like i'll wait a couple years and she'll pop up again yeah. well that's why he like refuses to talk to her at first because he's like trying not to like get her involved but like obviously that's not gonna work out for you right um also like they're He's very attractive, but there was no acting ability displayed from, as far as I can tell, anyone in this movie <laughs> whatsoever. No, well, so the one Jeremy Irvine who plays um, Daniel, he's like a legit. Uh, he was in Warhorse. He was in Mommy mm. Me. Here we go again as young Pierce Brosnan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my god! I feel like all these actors do is sort of like stare. Yeah, I mean, like, and it's, it doesn't work out all. Right, it's one of those like I wouldn't quite judge anyone's acting ability based yeah. on this movie because like it's a pile of shit. Yeah, but in any case. Like, by the time that Daniel's finally, like, you know, she's being, he's, he's whisking her away from this little woman who's trying to kill her, and, and then these shadows are up again, and she's like, oh no, a, a fire's gonna happen, I guess. And he's like, no, no, they're, they're the announcers, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they're here to show you your past lives. And, like, in one of them, you see, like, one of the flashbacks that she's been having. So they have, like, memories or something, and he's... They, but, like, they can't hurt you. But I'm like, but it is a fact that every time we've seen them, there is a fire. So, like... What is the what correlation then? happens like, yeah. there? Yeah, what's going on with all the fires? Yeah. I love a movie that decides to answer none of its own questions. Yeah. And then he literally says, like, we have to leave the school and... and we can't, right, this is, like, again, like, he's, like, ten minutes prior to the ending. Yeah. The plot finally kicks in. The and then they, like, are they're... sprinting to the end credits. <laughs> yeah, they just, they literally fly off into the night. Yeah. Would you suggest I watch this? Um, it's not hard. It's the lot short. You know? Yeah, it is... Again, <laughs> it doesn't demand your attention. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I, I, I would definitely recommend it over Vampire Academy. Okay, yeah. there was that <laughs> low bar, but yeah, very, I was trying to like entertain myself while I'm watching it. So there was like I was sending you like those weird tableaus <laughs> I, I found where like yeah. we were in a they were just like learning doing a lesson in the library and like there was some weird all, shot it was like one of those like accidental renaissance thing where, like, <laughs> the students were just like sprawled on chairs and like but they're all done so like just so they each have their own portion of the frame right? yeah they're all just like, yeah it's an extremely composed frame yeah. yeah there was like one of the girls is sitting in the chair and the other girl's like sitting on the armchair <laughs> right like they're gonna do a young Hollywood shoot for Vanity Fair yeah. <laughs> 
It was that basically. It was a horrible movie. Yeah, it was. And yeah, my understanding <laughs> yeah, is that also yeah. I, I looked into a little bit is that Jolie Richardson's character is like a composite or something of two or so characters, and like they kind of changed who she is. Where like I think in the book she's a librarian, is she and for whatever reason in the movie they make her like a professor. Oh, so she's the yeah. old professor, right? And like so much of her info dumps would make more sense just coming from someone with like a basic general yeah. knowledge than like the religion professor. And to give you an idea of like how sort of badly this movie is structured and framed this is the only teacher we ever see yeah <laughs> literally like I'm just like imagine Harry Potter and you just see like McGonagall the entire and movie and like yeah. no one else ever you see the back. psychologist who looks like a bad Dennis uh, what's his nuts from It's Always Sunny I can't remember his <laughs> oh, name um, um, Glenn um, Howerston yeah Glenn yeah. Howerton yeah Howerton. yeah yeah um you see uh, the religious professor, religious studies professor, and like the fucking like homunculus man that is the he's like a famous character actor. But, yeah. Um, the like weird security bailiff man. Right. Know, right. Yeah. Basically, like, yeah. School security or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever we need him to be. What's the actor? Yeah. Who's the actor? I can't. I'm not sure which one. He's got like a weird double chin going kind of going on. And okay. I've seen him in a lot of stuff before, but he is like. If like when you show up to a school full of troubled teens, like that's not what you want to see as a parent, as the person who's in charge of your school. Yeah, exactly. It's not a refreshing. It's like strange lumpy. Yeah, which, right. I mean, so much of this. Can I see that sexual assault history? Like, mm-hmm. or that, like, yeah. 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 like, so you have something you need to tell me to do about your background checks? <laughs> so much of it is um, just when I was watching the vibe, I kept getting was like Suspiria, but for dummies because it takes place in this castle in Europe. It's weird and dreamlike. Nothing makes sense. You have so many shots of like beautiful young women just wandering around this castle or being in a swimming pool or mm-hmm. shit like that. Like that was the vibe I kept getting. So I think if only for that, Chris, like, yeah, see it. If you want to like watch Someone, I, do, I do love Suspiria. I do too. If you want to watch someone make a bad version of Suspiria, here you go. Kind of yeah. too. Um, it was not good. New. But I, I did have to go to the book's page on Goodreads afterwards because I was like, does this make any more sense? I have, I have so many questions and I have no desire to read these books. Of course not. And somebody explained this to me and I, I found there's like six books and I just like skimmed reviews for like the first and sixth book. And like the sixth book was reviews were truly like like Vietnam veteran readers who were just like <laughs> I cannot believe like I don't, yeah here? do not this like, atrocity it, it was it, like even for like good readers it's kind of hard to like uh, like you, even bad books like this will get ratings of like four stars yeah because like it's just you know plenty of dumb teens are like ah! five stars but read the reviews it's like the ratio it's like a Twitter ratio (laughs) all the reviews are people who are like this book sucks it is garbage like just like the top 20 reviews were all like zero to one star and I would be inclined to believe them uh, mostly because you kind of have to decide you have to expend the energy yeah Yeah. that's why you kind of have to do that for most things on Goodreads because uh, most of the sort of like you know, run-of-the-mill readers are just, like, five-starring crappy books they write. yeah. Which is, like, you know, I get it. But, like, you want to you wanna get, like, some, some mixed opinions. Uh, and it, and it kind of helps when they, the Goodreads authors, like, exp- or review authors, like, explain what they do like, because then you know, like, the barometer. Right. <laughs> like, okay, well, you also like trash, so I'm not going <laughs> to read your thing. But, like, this person has read a book that I actually thought was okay. But, yeah. Don't, don't 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 read it. Don't watch it. What do you watch? Or it? watch it I can, again. Ninety minutes. It's not it's, the worst it's thing. Left. It's laughable. And lastly, the one that we uh, you and I Lee, both kind of liked is mm-hmm. uh, Every Day from twenty eighteen, directed by Michael Suksy. Suksy. I have no S U C S Y. Anyway, now this one I really want. The first to see. thing. Right. The first thing I have to say about this movie, though, mm-hmm. is that it's on this list of like movies that were meant to launch a franchise. Yeah. 
I don't think it. I don't think this one was. There are a couple of movies on this list that I think are probably not actually meant to launch franchises. Because yeah, and I agree with this because one. like the book does have sequels, right? But the sequels are much like um, we were talking before, like the Giver sequels. Yeah, but well, there they do have. I have, I'm in the process of reading. I mean, they're similar characters, but it's kind yeah. of like it's not what you would think when you say like a sequel well, to this. Another day. The, the next book is the events of every day from the female characters. Right. And then Someday is a sequel about okay. the character after he's left. Okay. Or they've left. Um, however, the movie of every day takes out all of the pieces in the book that are needed to set up the sequel. Interesting choice. So, yeah. the, I finished reading the book today, but the basic premise so of the... keep it a contained story. Yeah. It's basically like they made the movie more self-contained. And they took out some of the stuff that would be like, that would confuse you and uh, if you didn't have time to watch the sequel, that, you'd be like... Eh, sounds like a smart yeah. adaptation. Yeah, I mean, in that way, if that's what they were going for, I think it's good. But the um, the basic premise of like the movie that... The, in the, well, the, it applies to the book too, is that there's this... A uh, person who refers to themselves as A, who is basically like, we don't know what they are. They don't right. know what they are either. They're like a spirit. They're like a, a mind that like wakes up every day in the body of a different person. They've been doing this their whole life. They're about 16 years old now. And so they generally only hop into 16 year olds. Right. Always, they, in the movie, they say yeah, like. They've, they've been, they, they're going into the mind of a body of the. At that age, right? What they are. So, like, right now, they're they're only and also in the geographic proximity. Yeah, they're only, like within like an hour to four hours of like the last person they woke up in, um, and they've like kind of acclimated to this life at this point, and they, their general mo is to just like not disrupt that person's ritual too much, and just sort of like go through the events of the day and move on whatever. And the book starts, or the the movie starts. They both start with like going into the body of this kid, Justin, who's who's kind of like. He, they can kind of like get a sense for the person and they're like well this Justin's kind of an asshole kind of a douchebag but he has a girlfriend in Rihanna and so he goes to school and like when A sees Rihanna and uh, is tempted to like form a longer connection with them yeah his tongue rolls out of his mouth forms stairs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he gets himself over like, his shoe yeah. yeah and so like over the course of the story like A continues to jump bodies but is deciding like like at you know I think it like how do next, I spend more time yeah with like as as one of them as as Nathan and that's like a major plot point in, in the story decides to like go divert like Nathan's family is like very traditional and conservative and Nathan's like a shy timid I would never do this kid but he's like I want to see Rihanna again I know Rihanna's gonna be at this party tonight so he drives as Nathan to like three hours to this party to like hang out with her and actually like loses track of time and they'll leave the body at midnight and so like they. The person will then wake yeah, up. Yeah, they'll wake up. So they don't make it home in time, so they have to pull over on the side of the road. And, like, Nathan then wakes up the next day and, and, and like is like, what the fuck did I do? Right, like, how did I end up here? Yeah, how did I end sense. up here? So the host, for lack of a better word, doesn't remember what's transpired. Not really. They, they, they have, like, vague memories. Yeah, like, Justin's like, like, I guess I went to the, the beach with you that day and we had a lovely day, but yeah. I don't remember it. Hmm. Or they, in the book, they, they kind of go into, like... A can sort of decide what they remember and what they don't remember, or, or maybe even like leave a false impression of what happened. But yeah, they don't think anything's happened. Like they don't, unless something like that happens, like with Nathan. They right, they wouldn't. Know. They wouldn't be wise to. Yeah, they're not wise to like. Oh, I was taken over for a day. But Nathan realizes it, and Nathan starts like telling reporters and like, yeah, like yeah, basically like yeah. speaking out about this. Like ah, oh, the devil possessed yeah. me or something, and like it kind of gets like snatched up by like sensational reporters or whatever. Um, so here's where it, like, really diverges, because, like, in the movie, first of all, they, they have, like, 
they set Rihanna up with a best friend character, or not, but like she has a couple friends. One of them is this guy Alex Al- Alexander, I think his name is, um, and they just kind of like throw him in the, in the beginning of the movie, and like A starts to like in Rihanna starts to connect more, and she come, becomes wise to his the, their body switching thing, and they try to make it work out for a bit, and there's like there's pitfalls, like there's a there's a weekend they try to get together, and like he joins her on one day, and then the next day. A goes into the body of like a kid having a lung transplant and like obviously can't right Whoa. do anything can't do anything right. about it and and Rhiannon ends up like kind of freaking out because she's alone in this like cabin all day and goes home and so there's like you know it's it's a it's a really like cool story and it, like, all the possibilities of like, it also really thinks that. it through well yeah it's a really well thought out concept and if I mean especially with the movies we discussed before this one it sounds like it it is more well written and more thought through than you would expect for a lot of YA media. Yeah. Right, well, so the book is written by David Levithan, who's come up several times in this podcast. He has, has As he? the author of, well, one of the authors of Dash and Lily, mm-hmm. and one of the authors of Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a, is a solo outing from him. But it, I, I agree with, this was a book that, so I had read this when it first came out years ago. Uh, back when I worked at Barnes & Noble, we would periodically get, like, advanced copies of books that they would just, like, throw on the table and be like, someone want to take these? Like, and I took this one because so I was like, oh, I know this author. This sounds like a neat premise. And I read it and I liked it. But I have not read the book in quite some time. So your memory, obviously, Lee, is going to be a lot better than mine when it comes yeah. to the book. I will say that the book has a lot more... So the movie is definitely more from Rhiannon's perspective. Yeah, uh, which, which is, is one of the things that I found weird about it, is that the movie... I think it's a bad... I think it's so, a better choice. I don't think it's a bad choice, but what the thing is, I think that the movie sets it up almost as, like, a mystery for Rhiannon. Like, you, you might as well just be following Rhiannon's yeah. POV for the first 20 or so minutes, because, like, well, you do... Well, it does start with him waking up in... What was the kid's name? I forgot. I don't know. In, in Justin first, is the first Justin, character. okay. Yeah. It starts with him, like, waking up in Justin's body, so, like, you are following this character around. Mm-hmm. The movie doesn't explicitly state, like, what the deal is with this kid. Like, you yeah. can probably patch together if you're if you, like, have seen the trailer or know what it's about, yeah. but, like, if you go into this completely blind, you're probably not going to get a strong fix on, like, what this character's deal is mm-hmm. until he, like, outright says it to her what his deal is. I would is. disagree a little bit, because, I mean, I can granted, like, I came in knowing just the premise I had not read the book, but, like, it starts with there's, like, a routine that I think that it, the language of film pretty clearly tells you what's happening. Right, because it always wakes up with him being, like, serious, set, set, set an alarm, alarm for, for this time 11, set another alarm for 11.50. Yeah, because they, they want to set an alarm for, like, the hours before they're Right, like, start wrapping your yeah. shit up and then, like, be prepared to Yeah, leave. and so, like, it starts with Justin doing that and then Justin goes through the day and there's, like, a minute, there's a a, a bit where he's like, you know, not every day can be like this. I just want you to know because, like, he's normally a douchebag. Yeah. He's like, I might not be nice tomorrow. Like, kind of, kind of set her up, and then like wakes up in the body of a girl, and the girl, the first thing, basically, the movie cuts to that for like this girl waking up and going serious sudden alarm for, it. and so they kind of know like, well, this is the same person that we just saw, right? Um, and I don't know. I do think that like it's not trying to. It definitely is like what I think it's doing is it's trying to avoid the pitfall of like this book is narrated by A, yes. and like. In order for you, like, the book has the luxury of being a first-person narrator who, ex- yeah. who can tell you everything that's happening right. at all points. And some of the individual bits in the in the book that they don't... Like, in the movie, you see A inhabit all these different lives, but you don't really get to have the luxury of, like, prose where A describes, like, what it's like to wake up in the body of someone who's severely depressed or right. the body of someone who's addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you get all these nice interludes of, like him talking or A talking about like the difference between like the body and the mind and how like the body takes over your day um and 
I think that we're kind of being spared just a lot of like dubbed over. No, we are, and I think it is to the. I, I think it is a good move to not yeah, yeah. rely entirely on voiceover because I feel like there would be an inclination in adapting this book to make it very voiceover heavy, mm-hmm. which I think it is good that they did not do. Which I imagine is why you follow Rhiannon more in the beginning than you do follow A. Yeah, but I do think for for me at least a little bit it leaves me kind of hanging. I think a little bit until you start. It's certainly not as bad as Fallen, where like the plot doesn't happen until the very end. But it is a little bit like for me, uh, the plot takes a while to kind of like really kick in because the entire premise is just like, what would a relationship be like between these two people? And I think it takes a little bit longer than I might like for her to like believe him and to sort of like lean. Well, I say him for her her to believe a. Well, yeah. In the book, it does. Like I think that there's the luxury of time again there. Like so the big. I think one of the bigger changes is that in the. And this definitely really takes longer and, like, Rhiannon's more cautious about, like, a, this, you know, some random person every day being like, hey, can we right. talk about the fact that I'm the same person you met yesterday? Um, she's, like, more skeptical and she's, like, the more... A is, like, one that's continually more trying to, like, be proactive and pushing this relationship forward. Um, I think it's also maybe kind of a smart idea in the movie for Rhiannon to be the one that's, that is ultimately the one that is, like, no, I want this to work out between us. Um... Because I think if you not have the benefit of A's perspective, uh, it comes off as creepy, as creepy and yeah. selfish, like from a weird sort of being such as A to right. demand that they have a relationship, knowing what right exactly, are. knowing that like it's yeah. not sustainable. Yeah, yeah, but um, so yeah, there's like that's a big change, and like there are also there's a character in the book that is kind of like opening up the world to a much wider like. Like the 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 mystery of the, of the of who A is, who's like this pastor that Nathan, who's the one that thinks he's possessed, goes to, and he's like, yeah, I woke up in this body, and I like I felt like somebody had taken over my day before, and the Reverend turns out is another person like A, mm-hmm. um, but the Reverend knows how to like stay in bodies for as long as they want, and, and seemingly does this without any remorse or guilt, and, like he's like, yeah, and I'm just like. I can't believe you have figured out how to, like, do this for more than a day. And A, quickly, is kind of, like, wary of this this guy that's, like, seems to have no regret about, like, you know, taking over someone this else's life. life. Um, but it's the first... That is how A learns that, like, they don't have to be in a body for just one day. Right. That I think the movie doesn't handle that terribly well, because it almost just seems like it was a choice, you know? Where yeah. they're just kind of like, could you try to be in a body for more than one day? And A's like, okay, yeah. hey, it works. Yeah, they, they, they supplant it with, like... Their motivation is nice for that. Like, it's... The same thing happens in the book, where A wakes up in the person of somebody who has, like, a journal where they've planned to kill themselves, mm-hmm. um, and they don't know what to do about it, so they call Rhiannon, and they're like, like, I don't know, like, they don't feel right in like, making a decision right, for yeah. this person, um, but this person doesn't have a lot of, like, friends or people that they can reach out to, and they ultimately decide to, like, um, in the book, like, I think, talk to the dad, but in the... In the... I think the movie or whatever, like, the dad's not there until tomorrow, and so, like, it's not going to be... That's not an option. They have to, like, get through the night. And so Rian's like, you need to just, like, try really right. hard. And they imply that, like, he's... Tr- that A has tried before. Yeah. But, like, it's not... You know, when they were younger, they just didn't work out. I don't know. But, like, somehow they managed to figure out in one night, like, oh, I can just... Right. Like, it, it's a strange sort of thing to suddenly throw in and be like, oh, I guess he didn't want it badly enough the other time. Yeah. And in the movie, that turns into... Um, he jumps... A jumps into the body of Alexander, who's Raymond's friend. And Alexander, turns out, is, like, a really cool guy. And, like... Right has, like, you know, posters, like, quotes all over his room, and he's a nice, sensitive... He's, right, it's like, he'd be perfect yeah, for Rhiannon. he'd be perfect for Rhiannon, and, like, he's happy to, like, 
Ace happy to be in this body with, with Rhiannon and, and decides to, like, stay for a couple days, and, and Rhiannon is remarkably chill. Yeah, I know, she is very chill about this. About having her friends supplanted by Yeah, Ace. yeah, yeah, or just even, I think, the fact, like, I, I feel like even if you didn't know the person in the back of your head, you'd be a little bit like, yeah. but where it happened to the person who you, like, actually are, you know, right. like, what's the, what's yeah. gonna happen to them? But, like, ultimately, uh, A realizes on their own, like, well, I can't do this. Right. I think they, I think at one point they miss an important event for Alexander's family, and they're like, this It's is his cool. birthday, right? Yeah. Yeah. They like miss his Right, he like he doesn't come over his birthday and the parents are like, How could you like forget about your birthday? And he's like, yeah. Aw. And also like because he's such a great kid, he's good like parents live above him and he's right. really bad about disappointing his parents. Um and so that's when he he decides to like as Alexander like break it off with Rand and, and then the next day wakes up in the body of a girl and just drives the girl to New York City so that she will that he'll not be in her anywhere near her, her. yeah. Um, so he'll wake up in a different yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. setting. Yeah, and there's like even midway through the book uh, in the movie, there's a bit where he wakes up in the body of the kid that's about to go to Hawaii and he's right. like, ah, I can't get on the plane. Yeah, and he's like, uh, you have to come pick me up because if I go, if like, you know, if I'm in this kid's body, they're going to take me to Hawaii, I'll yeah. never get back to you and I won't see you again. So like, please, like, I'm running away from my family. <laughs> yeah, come get I'm me. I'm running out of the house now. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a good story. It's like a really fascinating premise. Uh, the book made me cry. The movie made me cry. The book really oh. Yeah. I think, well, the other thing I would say, um, that I think, and again, having not read the book in a very long time, I don't remember how it's done. Probably better. Um, the thing that I think I had kind of an issue with in the movie is I didn't see why he would, they would be so captivated by Rhiannon from the get-go because I think that is one of the few times where you do have with the luxury of an internal monologue yeah. can help pad things out and explain them a little bit better yeah. whereas in the movie it's just like why this girl and why now like why all of a sudden now is this girl so captivating to you that like you're going to rearrange your entire focus to like follow her around entirely mm. you know r- risk discovery risk upending other people's lives just so you can be with this one girl. I would say, like, what's weird to me is that I don't even... Because like, I just read the book. I'm not, I'm not even sure that the book does it that well beyond, like... Uh, similar to the, mov- the movie, I think in the book, Rhiannon comes off as just kind of like a quiet, nice girl mm-hmm. who, like, is a little meek, maybe, and needs to, like, be more assertive. But, like, is, is nice and kind and, and thoughtful. And that was maybe it. But whereas the, the way that both the movie and the book depict him waking up in Alexander's body is like like I would be more that's I buy that more when he wakes up in Alexander's body there's like a like a page or two of, of him going through Alexander's room and, and, and mm-hmm. touching on like wow this like he's, he's just done this anniversary good for his parents where he's wrapped it in post-it notes of all the things his parents have told him and it's like he, he it's like a page and a half of him saying like how Alexander reminds him of, of like the kind of person that he wants to be that he wants to be um I would have bought that more as, like, a reason for falling in love with someone that I would bought, like, just, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, that, yeah, right, that's mostly my thing. It's just, like, surely you've yeah. met other, like, cute, shy, nice girls before. Yeah, I don't, so I, I think my, my response is that I don't know that the book does it... Better? Better. Okay. In this case, like, I think in both cases it's a bit of suspension of disbelief of, like... And, I get, and like, I get also that, like, all teenagers are horny and they yeah. will latch onto things and just be, like, wah, hot, want to be with. Yeah. But it just feels like if you've been living your life in, like, a very sort of, like, contained, quiet, secretive way, like, you need to really sell me on the reason as to why you would risk all that for this one girl. Yeah. Also, there's a subplot in the movie that is absent in the book. Completely. Which one? So in the movie, uh, she talks a lot about her dad being, like, having bipolar disorder or being right. depressed or something, and he quit his job a while back, um, and now he just sort of mopes on the house and paints all day, mm-hmm. uh, and the mom is, like, a power woman, power yeah. woman. Yeah, Maria Bella. Um, nice. Yes. And 
There's a bit in the book, in the book, in the for the movie in the book where A wakes up in Rhiannon's body for a day, right? And like, uh, it's depicted in the movie that so far she's had a strained relationship with her dad. And in the movie, what A decides to do is like, uh, try to go talk to the dad and like his painting studio. And I guess like Rhiannon's never been in there. And like, there's a weird thing that I'm not sure if maybe they were trying to do a sequel there, and maybe mm-hmm. there's something going on because I thought it was strange. Where like, her dad is obsessed with painting faces. And there's a lot of talk about, like, seeing something else in someone's face or seeing a moment in someone's face. And for a second, I was like, this kind of sounds like A, and people like uh, A, like, where you're seeing someone else in someone's person, yeah. person's face. Yeah, and so, like, the dad is able to perceive that somehow? I, don't know. I have no idea. That's so interesting. Yeah, it was a weird detail to put in there, because I, that I thought about today, because it's completely absent from the book, that I was like, was they trying to do something there with a sequel, or, like, were they trying to say something about his dad? Does his dad have any connection to the events of what's happening here? But I have no idea. Um, in any case, it was a, it was an interesting part of the book where there's just like this detail about faces, mm. but because it, it kind of connects to A's whole thing about like a lot of the book and the movie are about um, the universal the universal truths about humanity, right? right. Like how we're all like I think the book talks about like we're all ninety eight we have ninety eight percent in common with each other, and people get hung up on that two percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely. I definitely would read the book if you could. It's good. Yeah, I would also recommend. I recommend seeing the movie too. I mean, yeah, book, we'll d- definitely check out the book. The movie's a little hard to track down because it's not really streaming anywhere. The um, movie, yeah, yeah. I did have to. Maybe you found it. Yeah, so, uh, so you, you might have a bit of trouble uh, getting a hold of that. Yeah, I don't know. That's a shame when that movie's like that get buried. It's not even that old for it to get no, buried. No, it's not. Was it eighteen? Yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah. It's only six years ago? Four. Four? It's only 2022? Oh, yeah. that's right. Sorry, I don't know what happened. Really well, I mean, that's it for that one. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's, I'm not going to do it for this because it was, uh, I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I, was, I liked it. Yeah, I so check out that one. Uh, maybe check out Fallen. Do not check out yeah. Vampire Academy. I will say as a quick note, I did watch I Am Number 4 on that list in theaters. <laughs> oh, dear. You want to talk about true I don't shit? know why I, why I ended up seeing it. I Am Number 4. <laughs> a movie adaptation of a book that came from I James Frey's, like, weird book mill. Yeah. I can't stop thinking of uh, saying that title to the tune of We Are Number 1 from uh, Lazy Town. <laughs> we are number one. We are number four. Um, this is the book where the aliens have to be killed in order. Yes, but the book and the thing that confused me more is that the books are not. The books have numbers in the title, but those numbers are not in order. Well, because so, number four is the, yeah. Right, because it starts with number four, obviously. But then it's just like it, it's very confusing. Be like, ah, oh, okay, but the eighth book is called like number five is here or whatever the <laughs> fuck. And I'm just like, wait, what now? Yeah. I don't know if it is! Well, in the number movie five, five is here. Hey, here comes number six. Hey! The first, it's me, six. In the movie, it's like <laughs> number four, and then like number six shows up. And so you're already. They're so confusing. Right. It's like, one of the three are dead. Wasn't, wasn't, that, that? wasn't that starring um, Alex Pettifer? Yeah, it was. Yeah. He really tried to, try to be an actor. Just didn't. Yeah. It's trash. I mean, it's not good. There's a dog or something it turns out to be like an alien so you know in Captain Marvel I remember before it did it first (laughs) I feel like I saw this trailer once or twice in movies maybe one of which I saw with you guys but do you guys recall a trailer in which it's like I would say he's probably like in his like late-ish teens but like a late-ish teens boy finds a like magic robo dog who he goes on a run with a magic what dog? a robotic dog 
No, I don't. It can just do all sorts of. Yeah, no, I remember it. Yeah, I forget what it was called. It was just getting shades. Live action. Yeah, it was in a CGI dog. I don't remember the name of it at all. I think it was one of those like didn't technically exist movies. Maybe we've talked about these movies for long enough. Yes, that we have. We've arguably put more thought into them than some of the creators, with the exception of Every Day. AXL seems to be the movie that you were thinking of. Okay, Axel. Yeah, that's the name of the Robo Dog. That sounds familiar now that I sit here. though. yeah. Anyway, so now that we've covered, uh, we've done some housekeeping, we've covered three movies that we would not otherwise have gone into or would have merited a full discussion. Uh, As I said, next episode, Beautiful Creatures, we'll be back in two weeks with that. Facebook.com slash Whitewatch Podcast, DraftPack.com is the website, Apple Podcasts, Stitchy Preems. Stitchy Preems! And we'll be back with Beautiful Creatures in two weeks. Bye. Bye!